Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest lecture. This is going to be on CT evaluation of renal lymphoma, the various patterns of disease. In giving some conferences at Hopkins recently, I realized that one of the things I haven't spoken about was some of the unusual, very specific appearances of renal tumors, and I'm going to do a few lectures on that. I'll speak about oncocytomas, for example, looking at some of the various appearance. We'll talk about some of the various tumors like Wilms, but what I really want to focus on first is renal lymphoma, and this talk will be on the various patterns of lymphoma. Renal lymphoma usually occurs in the setting of widespread non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, typically B-cell, intermediate, or high-grade tumors. In more than half the cases, renal or perirenal spread is detected at the initial evaluation. Involvement by Hodgkin's disease is much less common, being seen in less than 1% of cases. One of the things about renal lymphoma, it has a range of appearances. Sometimes when you have extensive bulky adenopathy, obviously it's very easy to make the diagnosis of renal involvement. The challenge sometimes is that renal lymphoma can present as solitary or multiple renal masses, very much looking like renal cell carcinoma. It can be in one kidney, can be in two kidneys, single masses, multiple masses. It can be infiltrating. It's one of the tumors, however, that has certain unique appearances, peri and pararenal space involvement, diffuse infiltration of both kidneys, at times renal sinus or collecting system infiltration. You can have extensive tumor outside the kidney like bulky adenopathy, which then grows and infiltrates in. Now it's interesting in large autopsy series, here is one of the series is multiple renal masses in 61% of cases. But I guess if patients have advanced disease, uh, eventually there is renal involvement. But let's look at some of the appearances. So the kidneys are the most commonly affected organ of cases of extranodal lymphoma. And again, it's usually not a primary renal process. It's part of a multi-organ system involvement. Articles talk about multiple masses, typically hypovascular, often bilateral. They talk about diffuse infiltration of one or both kidneys. They talk about extension of a retroperitoneal soft tissue mass. And they talk about solitary lesions. And the solitary lesions are really the ones that can be the most challenging. In this article by Ganeshan, they speak about that. Unlike renal cell carcinoma, renal lymphoma is typically hypovascular and does not invade vessels. Of course, papillary renal cell carcinoma is very similar uh, in nature in that regard. I don't think we're going to confuse a uh, renal lymphoma with a clear cell, but with a papillary, it could be. And of course, early diagnosis and proper management is critical. So that's the list of appearances, and I'll show you cases that match each list. Tumors can be unilateral or bilateral, solitary or multiple. You can have nephromegaly without a focal mass. They're typically hypovascular. Infiltration of the kidney and perirenal space is common, and adenopathy can be very bulky. Frank Kroll, when he was with us, drew this picture showing the various appearances from a large solitary mass to multiple masses, to diffuse infiltration, to perirenal space involvement, to extension from bulky adenopathy with direct extension into the kidney. So let's look at the unilateral or bilateral masses. Here's a nice example of a patient with a solid mass in the right kidney. If you look at this mass and you say papillary renal cell carcinoma, you're probably going to be right in most cases. I don't see adenopathy. You can see the mass is large. 
it's infiltrating, it's mildly vascular, but under 100 Hounsfield units. And so I'm thinking renal cell carcinoma, period. Here it is on the washout. You can see the mass again, it washes out a bit. It was never very vascular. I go with papillary clear cells a distant second. This ends up being, here it is on the coronal views, you see the infiltration. On the coronal view, you also see there's a contralateral mass in the lower pole. Now that makes me think a bit differently. You can have multiple renal cell carcinomas at presentation, but usually it's a disease like von Hippel-Lindau and their clear cells and their vascular. When you see bilateral masses, you gotta be thinking about lymphoma. And in this case, that's what it was. Another example, large mass non-contrast is really hard to tell the renal boundaries as the whole kidney infiltrated on the non-contrast study. On arterial phase, you see a large mass with extension to the perirenal space, as well as adenopathy compressing the patient's left renal artery and vein by the hilum. Here's a few more pictures. You can see the mass is large, involves the kidney and the peri and pararenal space pushing up into the spleen, and you have the adenopathy present. This would not be a good look for any type of renal cell carcinoma or metastasis, when you look at that infiltration of the kidney and peri and pararenal space, the large nodes, you would be thinking lymphoma. And this indeed was renal lymphoma. The kidney is infiltrated but still does function and you can see contrast excretion on the delayed phase imaging. Another example, look at the patient's right kidney. It almost looks like polynephritis for a second. There's decreased enhancement. There's small nodes present when you look a little bit closer, you see that infiltration. But again, you could say, could this be a transitional cell based on the images? I would think so. Could this be inflammatory? I would consider that. Here was the patient's chest, unfortunately, large anterior metastinal mass, big pleural effusions. This patient had lymphoma with renal involvement. A very nice example showing you how renal involvement can be somewhat tricky. Obviously, other organ involvement can make life easier in making the diagnosis. I mentioned about masses being multiple. Here's a good example of B-cell lymphoma with multiple masses in the 1 to 1.5 centimeter range. You could think about infection. You could think about metastasis. It's rare to get primary tumors with multiple masses. That's where you think about lymphoma, and this was lymphoma. Interestingly, the kidneys still function, and the kidneys are not enlarged but there are multiple bilateral renal masses, just a very nice example of a patient with lymphoma. Really, really nice. Now, the differential there might be a touch easier. Now, nephromegaly, what does that mean? Well, look at this case. The kidneys are large, there's a contrast, and they're bulky and large and symmetric. If you have a patient with, uh, let's say, renal shutdown due to contrast nephropathy or some other reason, you could see poor enhancement, and at times you can see edematous kidneys, but this is more than edematous. This is infiltrative. There's no cortical medullary interface. It just looks like the kidney is infiltrated. And yes, I could think about some sort of vascular processes. I could think about dehydration and infiltration. I could think about a number of different possibilities. But when you see symmetric enlarged kidneys, you gotta be thinking renal lymphoma. And that's what this was. One of the hallmarks of lymphoma is the infiltration of the perirenal space. Now, things in the periparenal space, we also talk about metastasis like melanoma, 
But here you see the right kidney, this infiltration in the perirenal space. There aren't many things that do that. You can have perirenal space things in a number of different uh, possible processes from infection at times to trauma where you have blood in that region. You could think about some unusual entities, but when you see this, and here's again on the axial imaging, it's soft tissue, it's solid, there's no evidence of injury, there's no evidence of bleed. You gotta be thinking about lymphoma. And perirenal lymphoma infiltrates the perirenal space. You can see extension into the kidney, though it may not be there early. And you can see it nicely that it shows both on the arterial and venous and excretory phase imaging. Another example, here is extensive infiltration into the perirenal space with a large mass which distorts the renal outline. The kidney is functioning though it's compressed. It's interesting beyond the perirenal and extension to perirenal space, there's no adenopathy present. Now what about this case? Large mass, and truth is in the non-contrast study, this could be unlikely pancreas, but it could be a big renal mass. It could be something from the spleen, could be from the kidney, could be from the adrenal, I'm not sure. It's solid. And now you give contrast and you can see the mass has some enhancement, but the pancreas is pushed forward, the spleen is pushed to the side, there's adenopathy present, and there's a bulky mass involving the kidney, which is better shown in the coronal views. Now you see the infiltration of the upper third of the kidney, you see extension to the periodic region, and you see extensive adenopathy. This is lymphoma, just its initial presentation large bulky tumor, hypovascular, infiltrates the kidney, infiltrates the peri and pararenal space, and there are bulky adenopathy present. You can see on the uh, volume rendered image, the stretching of the vessels, including the splenic artery being displaced by this large infiltrating tumor. And here it is as you go from arterial to venous again. It's mildly enhancing, but you would not call that hypervascular and it's infiltrating. It doesn't have the look of a renal cell carcinoma, even papillary. It really looks like an infiltrating process and lymphoma is the answer. And here's just a few more images, arterial and venous maps with involvement of the renal artery, renal vein, bulky tumor pushing on the stomach. Right, you could have thought of a gist tumor because they hang down, but this arose from the kidney and involved the peri and pararenal space. And here it is on excretory phase imaging. So just a very, very nice example. Here it is with cinematic rendering, showing you the textural changes, the infiltration, periodic region, perirenal, pararenal, just very nicely shown. We have been using uh, cinematic in the kidneys, particularly for pre-op planning, but uh, we also might look at this for tissue characterization. Just very nice infiltration shown on the study. And here's a few more views of showing that. Now another example. Here's a case we see internal mammary nodes on the right. We see large pleural effusions, subcarinal nodes. And the patient has bulky nodes in the mesentery and periodic region. And you can see those nodes are growing and infiltrating into the patient's right kidney. There's delayed function of the right kidney compared to the left. Persistent nephrogram. There's not any excretion of contrast like there is on the left. And what you're really dealing with here is direct extension of bulky adenopathy and tumor in the retroperitoneum 
and extending directly into the kidney. So we spoke about this before, right? Solid masses and multiple masses from the kidney. Extension to the perirenal space or perirenal space involving the kidney and then periodic nodes with direct extension into the kidneys. And here's another example. This is an interesting case. You might almost think about transitional cell carcinoma, but look how it's infiltrating around the renal pelvis into the hilum, into the kidneys, and there are multiple low-density lesions seen in actually the right and left kidney. So this is a very nice example. This patient had AIDS. Um, there are multifocal disease in this patient, but the appearance on the left is really multiple solid masses. The appearance on your right is diffuse infiltration of the renal pelvis and extension in. Another example, here's that perirenal space involvement. Look at the left kidney, it's poorly functioning relative to the right. There's infiltration into the peri and pararenal space. Very nicely shown, also extensive adenopathy. When you see an appearance like this, I think it's easier to say lymphoma with secondary renal involvement. So I don't think these are as tricky as some of the prior cases. Here it is nicely in the coronal view as well, where the infiltration extends to involve the left psoas muscle. Now we've looked at many different appearances. I've shown you a number of cases. We talk about perinephric processes, lymphoma is great, but I mentioned melanoma is something we need to think about. Occasionally an ernheim chester disease, retroperitoneal fibrosis, extramedullary hematopoiesis, all can be somewhat confusing and look very similar, but usually we're able to reach the right diagnosis. Another example of perirenal infiltration, look at the perirenal space. The left kidney is functioning, but there's extension to the hilum, there's extension around the aorta. I guess you could have considered retroperitoneal fibrosis, that's a possibility. You could have considered bleed, but there was no trauma, there's no evidence of bleed, and it's a diffusely infiltrating process. Uh, retroperitoneal fibrosis is infiltrating, but it's a bit more irregular and often has calcification. And here you can see on the images a little bit lower, there's extension into the patient's left renal pelvis inferiorly. So that's a good rule to recognize this, not as a transitional cell or a renal cell, but as lymphoma. Now we mentioned adenopathy is often bulky, and here's another example. Large bulky adenopathy, non-contrast and arterial phase, obstruction of the right kidney, and direct infiltration into the left kidney. So again, I think these are easier. When you see bulky adenopathy, you're always thinking about lymphoma, though other things can give you bulky adenopathy. But when you see renal infiltration and what I would call direct extension, as you see nicely here, we're really talking about lymphoma. This involvement of the left psoas muscle, tumor surrounds the aorta. And here you can see the sheets of tumor tracking down around the aorta, the IVC, and involving the left kidney. Just a very nice example of renal lymphoma with bulky adenopathy. Just very nicely shown. So again, again, part of that spectrum of disease, but you can see the extent. And now I'm showing you these images just so you look at the patient's right renal pelvis the last two cases both showed you that infiltration around the calyces, where the calyces are dilated, but the infiltration extends around them. So just a very good example of the patient with lymphoma. And here it is on the coronal display. So I've gone through a lot of appearances of lymphoma. I think one of the things to recognize is sometimes the appearance is unique, the perirenal spread, the bulky adenopathy with direct extension. I don't think it's very difficult. 
but sometimes when it's solitary masses and sometimes even with multiple masses, you may not think about it. The requisition might say hematuria. No one's thinking about lymphoma of the kidney, but it's an important diagnosis. With lymphoma, you don't do a nephrectomy. You biopsy and then treat with chemotherapy. So management decisions become very critical, and it's often the radiologist who comes up with the diagnosis. So with that, I've shown you a number of cases. I hope you found it helpful, and I'll see you next time. Have a great day. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website, ctss.com, for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.